This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Yeah. Hi, Jürgen. Um, I know you're still to have your meeting with the Premier League, which could obviously impact on this. But in all likelihood, what are you going to say to your players uh, with regards to toning down goal celebrations to maintain social distance? Let me try. Let me just try it. I know exactly how it is. I played myself. It's a difficult one, but uh, we all know about the situation. Um, and the boys did so far an incredible job to be disciplined um, with, with, yeah, with all the things we had to, to do around that um, virus and pandemic. And I know they will try to do their best. That it will be, if there's hopefully something to celebrate, that it will be in an appropriate, appropriate way. But um, it's, it's, it's difficult. And um, with all the things um, going around, we just have to yeah, it's like others said before, it's it's instinct. So um, it's really difficult. And if you, when you run uh, alone um, towards a goal and uh, so have the opportunity to, to score and um, in the next situation, you have to think about how you, what you do then, that's just, it's a proper, proper challenge, honestly. And uh, football is an emotional game and all these things. Um, and yeah, what we should not forget in the discussion um, with all about this is um, that these players are two or three times tested a week. So um, during the week, we reduce the contact to a minimum. Uh, so um, with all the measurement, all the things we have to do in the training ground, um, these are the moments once, twice, three times a week where um, they have to concentrate mainly on the game, um, on the things they have to do. And um, yeah, we will see. We will try how we always did. Um, and yeah, that's it. It will be your 200th game with Liverpool. And tonight, ahead of that, I know you're raising money for the Alzheimer's Society as well with Sir Kenny Dalglish and Sir Alex Ferguson. So I'm sure the rivalry with United will crop up at some point as well. But what extra edge is there when they can obviously move six points clear of you at the top of the table or you can go back to the top of the table by taking all three points yourselves? Winning a football game and being a winning against United is it's, it's, uh, enough it's itself. So there's not, there's not necessary that there's a special add-on. So we play at home against United and we want to win. So that's all we have to think about. It's, there's no, no extra um, add-on um, in, in that game because they're in the situation they are. They, they, they got the points. They deserve the points they have so far. And uh, we have ours. And the season is still um, a long way to go. So it's not, not really in it that we talk now constantly about if we win, we are ahead of them again. And then they are up, blah, blah, blah. You know, how it looks in the moment with all how the, the football they play again. Man City is one game behind and it's very close as well. So you have constantly to think about other teams. We don't do that. We just try to win our football games. Um, and for this, we need to perform on our highest level because United is good. They always were. Um, and that's it. How likely is it you'll have Joel Matip available? And if there is a doubt, have you decided whether or not you'll drop Jordan Henderson back there again as a contingency plan? Um, Joel is, is close. Does it make sense now to, to throw him in a game with one or two sessions, which he didn't do yet, but today and tomorrow he might 
be involved um, to, to bring him. I don't know. We have to see how we have to decide it then. You have to look at him, how he will train and, and how it looks in training, these kind of things. But we have still different solutions and, and handles for us very important in midfield as well. So, um, yeah, we just have to see. But it's not decided yet. Why should I? Mandy, Premier League Productions, and then we'll go to James Mountford, then Ian from TalkSport and uh, Karl Mark from the Press Association. Mandy. Hi, Jürgen. I just wondered how impressed you've been with the work that Marcus Rashford has done in recent months and still continues to do. I think I said it before, it's absolutely exceptional what Marcus is doing there. Um, he's rightly so really got some um, reward for that, like um, some honours. Um, I don't know exactly what, what they all got, but it's it's absolutely right. It's a little bit, and I, I know Marcus sees it as the same, a little bit of shame that he has to do the work, that it's not self-understanding um, that these kind of things happen, but he did it because he saw the issue, because he had the same situation when he was a kid. So, and it's just great when you see somebody never forgetting his roots and um, yeah, it's exceptional, exceptional thing to do. On the pitch, Bruno Fernandes has had a huge impact on Manchester United. From afar, do you think that he's been the biggest thing to change the way they've played in recent months? He's an outstanding player. We played uh, before he joined um, United. We played against Sporting in, in USA in, on a tour. And in that game already, you could see, wow. And obviously, everybody knew him. Uh, but in that game, the first time I played against, or my, my team played um, against a team who was involved, uh, you could really see he's a difference maker. And that's what he shows now. And um, it's settled. He's a very influential player for United, obviously involved in a lot of things. I know people talk mostly about uh, the goal involvements, which is very important stuff, but he's a link up in a lot of other situations as well. Um, don't know him well enough to, to, to really can judge that, but um, seem, he seems to be a leader as well. So yeah, good signing, unfortunately, for United. Thank you. James Mountford from BBC, and then we'll go to Ian from TalkBot. James. Hi, Jürgen. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, it's already been mentioned it's going to be your 200th league game for Liverpool tomorrow. It'll be your 100th league game at Anfield. Uh, of 99 so far, you've only lost four. Um, just how proud are you of uh, of that incredible record? Not at all, because I never thought about it and I cannot get now proud in that second. So um, it looks like a, an okay um, record. But... Um, who cares about this record if you don't win the next one? So that's our life, and that's how I see it. So I'm not in the, I'm not in for a second in the past. So so far so good. Um, we have to carry on. We have to get better, um, and that's all what we try. Um, I actually, it feels like I had much more games. <laughs> it's only 200, but it's a it's a good number as well. Um, and so yeah, okay, but nothing to really think about. Just on the, the injury front, in addition to Joel Matic, Nabi Keita, how, how ready is he for the game, please? No, not. Nabi's not ready for involvement. Um, not a big thing, but it's a little bit like uh, with other players in the past, like when, when they came back from injuries and then they, they, because of the amount of games, because of the situation in the squad, they had to play, then a little injury happened again. So now we had just to, to put in the break and say, come now, we have really, let's settle it properly. Uh, in a moment, we, we have um, alternatives in, in midfield, and um, so we really try to give him all the time he needs to, to get 100% fit, and that's the situation. So, no, he's not in contention for, for Sunday. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
Can I just go back to the, the goal celebrations and social distancing and, and the protocols? I mean, in, in your opinion, how close are we if, if players don't get this right to maybe losing watching football and, and having the health, mental health that the football brings? Well, it's a, it's, a difficult, it's a difficult question to answer only because of you all make the wrong things of it. Whatever I say, you make big stories of it and it's like we, 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 nobody uses and it's I understand it completely, but in this moment, nobody uses really common sense anymore. So if we, in this moment in time, we don't, we all wish we would know more about this virus, but we get information step by step by step. And we are, we play now football, right? Like, I'm not sure, but six, seven months in the pandemic, if I'm right, maybe not, maybe it's less. Uh, yeah, I don't know exactly, but we play for a while. In these games, during goal celebrations, as far as we scored a few goals um, in that time, nothing happened. So, and I know there are different things to talk about. One is the, um, the role model we should be, but we, how I said, we get tested two or three times. Since it started, again, we got tested always two times, sometimes three times a week uh, because of international things. Even when the Premier League said one time is enough, then we had still two times a week because of the Champions League. So we feel that we know between the tests, there are still two or two days or whatever where you could get infected and stuff like that. It happened. It happened. We had cases. Most of them, we had pretty much all of them had been when people left the bubble. So that's true as well. I mean, for private reasons, for international duties, and all of a sudden they came back and had, had um, uh, the virus. In our situation out here, it never spread. So it never spread because we, we always, even when we all get tested, we still are distance in the dressing rooms, anything. So the only thing where the, 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 it looks like kind of normal, even when we, um, if no people are in the stadium, apart from the players and a few people from media, it was the only moment where we try to forget this stuff. If somebody says now that something, what is from a role model point of view, because some people might think, oh, they can hug each other, why I can't hug? Um, and we have, of course, a problem, but I think people are smart enough to make the difference between people who are constantly tested and you are not tested, so that makes a massive difference. If we would think and feel that we bring one, that we threaten one or two of our teammates, we never would do it. Nothing, it would just not happen. But it's the only safe place we had, only out there on the pitch, outside what people said from the beginning, it's not as infectious and all that stuff. Inside, nothing like this happens. We have team meetings in rooms and I have to shout. They are that big that the players can understand me. And so I understand the discussion and I, I have no real solution, but if somebody says now we have to stop the game because of that and cause then other issues, which I'm sure that would happen in a society with, because I, I really think meanwhile it's proven how important that the, the football is in this moment in time. And it's really tough. I know it's much tougher things, but it's really tough for the boys to like this. Our building is the whole day cold because all days, all, all, all doors are open. Everybody walks through here in warm coats. We just, we try absolutely everything. Um, we had to close the canteens and all these kind of things. So it's everything. There's no point during a week where you can um, create kind of a group feeling with the boys 
Because what you usually would do is, come on, come together, let's talk about this, and how we get out and get strong is absolutely not there. So all really important things in in all the um, on a daily basis. We don't, we can't do it, so we don't do it. We don't, we don't sneak in a room and ah, now nobody sees that. Nothing that never happens. So we just stick to the rules. And if now somebody says, if you do this again, then we have to stop the game. I wouldn't understand, to be honest. But I'm not the decision maker. I cannot make the decisions. We follow the rules. We try everything. That's what I said in the beginning. But um, it's nothing happened around gold celebrations. Uh, some good examples. Um, only last week when we played against Southampton, it's a good example um, with Danny. And um, I don't say that's 100% sure, but again, I said, we've been tried. But if somebody wants to stand down there and says, oh, 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 they are too close. Now we have to, go. it's not right. And again, if we deliver apart from some entertainment, something, then it's as well that if you get tested often enough, but we all said from the beginning, we have to test as often as we can. If you get tested often enough, if you stick to the rules, then you are not that much in danger like you would without getting tested and without sticking to the rules. You can still do some stuff what is possible, like let me say sports outside or, or, or kind of these kind of things. Nothing happens there. I understand that the rules have to be strict because if we don't put out strict rules, society is not disciplined enough to, to, to say, okay, then they said you can stay at home or, don't, or you can go out, then we all know what happens. So I understand 100% that the rules have to be strict, but we have to learn from the things they've worked in the past now, in the past few months as well. And football worked. The, 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 the um, um, increased number of cases was always clear that the winter will be a challenge because people are more inside and was always clear that Christmas will be a challenge um, for the society as well. Both happened, but now being surprised that it happened and it's, it's just not right. I know people work tirelessly on, on, on solutions and I don't have them, but what, what I have is experience in some situation during a, during a week, what works and what doesn't work. That doesn't work for the whole outside world, but in a football environment, most of these things happen. And that's all really I can say about that. Thank you, Ian. And we'll finish the open section with Carl from uh, Press Association. Sorry, we can get to everyone who's got their hands up, and then we will go to the uh, embargo section. Carl Mark. Hi, Jürgen. Hi, Carl. Hi. Um, I don't know if it, it, it surprises you that your comments about penalties compared Liverpool and Man United is, is still generating debate even now we've had former referees chipping in on it and today we've got Marcus Rashford saying that when Mourinho was manager at United he told him he needed to be more streetwise in terms of winning penalties I'm just wondering have you ever said anything similar to any of your players at any point I mean we've had you know people like Mohamed Salah being criticised for you know not, not making the most of it or making too much of it or no I can 100% honest and never never mention something like this um, to any player I have worked together and I work with a lot of players so if you have time ask all of them it never happened um, so that's it am I surprised that um, somebody's talking about what I said after the Southampton game no I'm not very surprised that Mark Lattenberg speaks about it. No, I'm not sure what he if he's got uh, if he got asked a lot of things. 
Meanwhile, long after his career, so it's nice for him that we can talk about him as well. So I'm not, but I'm not Sir Alex. And for different reasons, when he said he tried something in mind games, I was directly after Southampton game in this moment between this game and the United game, we had another game and I didn't think a second about the United game in that moment. But before this game against Southampton, I saw the stats about the penalties. And that's what I mentioned in that. When people like Mark Lattenberg now is speaking like they speak, it always says much more about them than it could ever say about me. So if he would be in my situation, he obviously would play mind games. I'm unfortunately not. I have no skills for playing mind games. That's my problem. So in terms of the player's reaction, you're just happy for the natural course of events to play out and whatever comes of it, comes of it. Because we've we've seen we've seen how long how long how long do we play now behind closed doors in a pandemic how long do we play how long is that it's it's from it's is June. five months so and now and now we come up with this I know there's a a new strain of the virus and the numbers went up which no, was I think I was talking about no, sorry right yeah what I was saying was you know you're happy for the natural course of events in terms of the action of play in terms of penalties just to take their course because because we've had we've had cases in the past where where Mo Mo's been fouled or appeared to be fouled and not gone down and not got a penalty. So I'm wondering you're you're happy for that just just to play out as it does without telling players they need to make sure they get a penalty. We just didn't speak about it. So there, there were two situations, I think, in the last two games. The, uh, Sadio Mane had, uh, had, against, um, had a foul situation, which is a penalty for me, but it's not important because I cannot whistle, but I have to say my opinion. Um, um, there was the handball. There was the other, another situation where Sadio didn't go down. Um, and now that's why I said when people still say he's a diver or whatever, it's just, it's just not right. The game before against Newcastle, I think it was against Newcastle, we, we had pictures where the goalie sit on the ground and has both arms around Sadio Mane's legs. So he didn't go down, he tries to score the goal. So I didn't tell him, why didn't you go down? We didn't speak about it. Sadio knows that he, if he's gets, if Sadio is, gets fouled, he goes down. So, and that's how it is. And, and if not, then not, obviously. And that's the situation. So yes, it is natural. Um, and it's not about that. Yeah, it's not the player who should make the decision. Will that be a penalty or not? It's the ref who should make the decision. And after the Southampton game, when you saw the next day, pretty much the only thing I really read, trust to try to understand how the how people are living on um, another planet, obviously like me, how they see it, um, the situation. And then was the handball was no handball. And the Sadio Mane thing, so I think his name is Mr. Dermot also, um, the ref watch. And then he said that was no handball and the other thing um, was not a penalty as well. And you think, okay, obviously I'm wrong and they are always right. So it's just a situation. I don't want penalties who are no penalties, which are no penalties. I don't want, but if there's a penalty, it would be nice if there is it because it's part of the game. That's all. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.